You are listening to episode 105 in season 3 of the Warrior's Way podcast. Yay! I need to get sound effects. As usual, I'm James Eek. Hey, I got an idea for you. How about you learn some martial arts, some fitness, and hey, even some meditation? And guess what? How about you learn it from me? Yep. Now you can. Warrior's Way online training program is now available. It took only a year to put it together. (laughs) But now you can train with me from wherever you are around the world and learn cool things. I've got classes on there in fusion martial arts. So I've basically taken, you know, the best ofs from a whole bunch of different martial arts I've trained over the past 40 years and packaged it all together and now you can practice it with me. There's fitness stuff, great workouts, and meditation instruction. Because who doesn't need that? I think it's pretty cool, and honestly, I'm excited to get the chance to show you what has worked for me after, you know, 40 years of doing this stuff. I show you what works for me, how I meditate, how I practice breath work, how I stay as fit as I can, and train in the martial arts, and a whole lot more. So the way it works is you choose from one of three memberships, and I offer everything from you just working on your own with the videos to getting a tailor-made one-on-one virtual training with me. So everything online, us chatting and all that kind of fun stuff. So not only is the Warrior's Way online training program packed with information and amazing knowledge bombs, if I do say so myself, but I've made it affordable so everyone can get involved. I think the least expensive one works out to something like 16 bucks a month, which is pretty dirt cheap. Uh, whether you're looking for online martial arts classes, looking to get more fit, or learning how to meditate, you're going to find it on Warrior's Way Online Training Program. Imagine that. If you're wor- listening to this when this comes out, not months or years in the future, uh, there's a few bells and whistles that we're working on on the website, but the nuts and bolts, the actual program itself is ready to go. So, if you're ready, and you should be, head over to www.warriorsway.life and sign up today. And if you do, you can get a copy of my latest ebook for free. Good Lord. Not only are you getting this podcast for free, but you're getting that for free. The whole world is free. Except I pay for everything. <laughs> Anyways, check it out. One more time, www.warriorsway.life and do it. Be cool. Help me out. That'd be great. Um, If you, before we get kicking this thing off, if you are listening to this when it comes out, I'm sure you are fully aware that we are entering the third wave of this freaking COVID nightmare. I'm not going to lecture you. What I'm going to ask you to do is put your own BS aside and think about other people first. That means supporting those that need it. That means avoiding others 
if at all possible. And that means it's possible. Just avoid people. Unless, you know, you have to go to work. I get that. But all this other stuff that people are doing, give me a break. And listen to what the smart people are telling you. (laughs) If smart people are telling you to, you know, stay away from other people, you know, don't go to this place or that place, don't do it. Don't go behind closed doors. Don't be a big old jerk. Be smart and take care of everyone else so we can put this all behind us eventually. That's all anybody wants. So be cool and be a good person. And you know what? Think of the greater good. All right, let's get this going. It's Sunday afternoon and two flights above 100 and one <laughs> I'll start that again. It's Sunday afternoon and two flights above 107th Street in East Harlem. Four men and a woman, two women if you count this writer, are sitting on chairs in a circle meditating. 20 minutes later, one of the men, 20-year-old Jonathan Figueroa strikes a Japanese gong to end the meditation. Then the leader of the group, Stan Kohler, a 66-year-old Renzai Zen priest in the Hollow Bones Order, launches into the next phase of a prescribed routine. Going around the circle, the group members check in with a word or a few describing how they feel. The second time around, they report their highs and lows for the past week. Preliminaries done. Kohler tosses out a topic for discussion and asks if anyone has an issue to raise, a conflict at home perhaps. Welcome to the weekly advanced Zen training at the Uptown Meditation Center. If it doesn't sound like any Zendo you've sat in, that's probably the point. This is El Barrio, Spanish Harlem. Not exactly the land of sutra chanting and zafus lined up in neat rows. But don't think there's no dharma here. Quite the contrary. As a Zen priest, Kohler says, my mission is to distill the Buddhist canon to its fundamental essence so that it can be made available as an authentic American teaching. What better place to start? The Uptown Meditation Center is half of the not-for-profit organization, Peace on the Street. The other half is Ultimate Karate USA, a traditional and mixed martial arts school directed by Richard Garcia, a 31-year-old ranked practitioner in karate and taekwondo and a certified instructor in Jeet Kune Do and the Filipino martial arts as well as a sensei, or lay ordained teacher, in Hollow Bones. Since it opened in late 2003, in a 5,000 square foot loft across the street from a public housing project, the Zen Dojo has been transforming lives in this corner of Upper Manhattan with an innovative mix of meditation and martial arts. In a neighborhood where barely half the young men finish high school and a high percentage end up behind bars, Peace on the Street has carved out a pivotal 
pivotal mission, providing physical, emotional, and spiritual training, along with practical support to empower individuals in the inner city. It's all aimed at arming a new kind of urban warrior, strong to be sure, but also compassionate, socially committed, and self-aware. And to all appearances, the formula is working. Take Chris Acevedo. At 17, he was angry, failing school, living by his fists, on his way to becoming another neighborhood statistic. Then he started studying meditation under Kohler and practiced martial arts with Garcia, and life was looking up. He graduated from high school and moved up through the ranks in the dojo. Then one night after class, he got into an argument on the street, and one of the men, an ex-Marine, attacked him. Acevedo retaliated with a pair of brass knuckles. He was charged with felony assault. It could have gone terribly wrong, but Kohler intervened. The assistant district attorney reduced the charge to a misdemeanor and placed Acevedo on parole. If he stayed out of trouble and continued meditation practice with Kohler, the ADA sealed, agreed to seal his record. Today, Acevedo is no longer an angry teen. Now Monster Boy, as he's affectionately called, is putting his fist to better use as an accomplished martial artist. A rising star in cage fighting, a brutal blend of kickboxing, wrestling, and more, he's also assisting Garcia in teaching classes for kids. Above all, he's found a more effective vehicle for settling scores, his mind. These days, if he encounters trouble, he can draw on his Zen training and drop into state, as he calls it, a calm, centered, mental space, and diffuse the situation without throwing a punch. If Acevedo's hard-won equanimity owes a lot to peace on the street, he's not alone. With over 30 classes a week and countless hours of private instruction and informal guidance, Kohler and Garcia are working nonstop to help their students counter violence, drugs, low expectations, and other challenges endemic to inner city life. This is real Zen. The practical realization of Zen consciousness and training discernible in our lives, says June Poe, Dennis Kelly, Roshi, and Abbott of Hollowbones. They're dealing with real people, real situations, and real problems. Like Acevedo, Jonathan Figueroa was adrift before he found peace on the street. A high school dropout, Figueroa earned a GED, high school equivalency diploma, at 16, but was unprepared for college. After a chance meeting with Garcia on the subway, he landed a marketing job at school, quickly becoming a key member of the street team, bringing new students in. Meanwhile, Kohler took Figueroa under his wing. He kind of showed me the way the world worked, says Figueroa, who'd been more or less on his own since his early teens. He made me see why meditation was useful in a real and practical way. Martial arts dojos are a fixture in the inner city, but meditation is a harder sell. Garcia doesn't require his martial arts students to practice meditation, but I try to give them as much as I can, embedding it in the training, he says. Most of Kohler's students start out at Ultimate Karate. Nobody's interested in this Zen stuff. 
he says of meditation. They're all going to come in to learn to fight. But when they learn to fight, they have to control what's up here, he notes, pointing to his head. Unlike more buttoned-up Zendos, Peace on the Street has no regular sitting schedule. Although the Zendo is open to anyone who wants to sit on their own, Mornings there may be one or two, and our Jewish landlord comes up here and prays, Kohler says, while the state-of-the-art dojo and cage room are a hive of activity. The Zen, Zendo, is an oasis of calm, with soft lighting and thick Tibetan rugs. But apart from the Japanese gong, there are a few, there are a few of the traditional Zen trappings, and none of the ritual. The Zafus remain piled in a corner, everyone sits on chairs. There's no bowing, there's no chanting, no statue of the Buddha, no calligraphy scrolls on the walls. Instead, the room is lined with an eye-popping multicultural array. A green Tara Thanka, a Thanka depicting scenes from Jesus' life that was painted in Nepal, a portrait of Our Lady of Guadalupe with an inset of Mother Teresa, and, in a nod to the dojo, a signed poster of Muhammad Ali in a fighting stance. And there's a rack of antique Japanese swords as well. For his part, Kohler, who was ordained in 2004, doesn't go by his Dharma name, or wear robes, or shave his head. It's all aimed at making meditation user-friendly in this Catholic and evangelical Christian neighborhood where anything Buddhist is viewed as too exotic, or even, sometimes, too Asian. Instead of insulting their cultural their culture, Junpo says we embrace it and we talk about clarity of mind and transforming emotion. For Kohler, what's important is to focus on the methodology and psychology the Buddha developed without any cultural overlay. That extends to the language he chooses. People from the projects will never use a word like impermanence. The language doesn't resonate. If we're going to establish a rapport with people in the inner city, why say impermanence when we can say, hey, did you ever notice that everything changes all the time? That if you get something, it becomes something else? Is that real for you? What do you think of that? (laughs) The person can do an inquiry into it without dealing with the word impermanence. Even the word meditation is often sanitized into terms like mind training or mind control that carry no charge in the neighborhood. At Uptown Meditation, there's no distinction between spiritual practice and psychological development and practical living skills. Sitting in Zen is being partnered with developing emotional maturity through doing their personal work, observes Darren Harris Frisbee a Zen practitioner and photographer who shadowed Kohler and Garcia and their students while shooting a portfolio at the school. Frisbee remembers his initial impression. When I heard about Zen and cage fighting, I was like, whoa, how do these things coexist? But what Frisbee calls this dance between the opposites is actually the very essence of Zen. At Peace on the Street, discontinuity comes with the territory. Polar students face obstacles most Buddhist meditators never have to consider. You might have six or seven Mexicans living in a studio apartment, he says. In that case, then the bathroom at 5 a.m. is a pretty good time to practice. For Acevedo and Figueroa, peace on the street has provided the container for their growth, while Kohler plants the seeds. 
He's the good father, encouraging them and teaching them the ways of the world and the importance of responsibility and keeping their agreements. Even ever the Zen true man of no rank, Kohler brushes off suggestions that his round-the-clock supervision is anything but ordinary. I'm just having fun, he insists. Still, if the best way to teach is by example, Kohler's message is clear. Darren Harris Frisbee sums it up nicely. Loving kindness heals a lot more than you think. It could be the unofficial motto for peace on the street. So that is from an article from Tricycle Magazine by Joan Duncan Oliver from back 2008. I really hope that Peace on the Street and the Uptown Meditation Center and Ultimate Karate USA is still up and doing cool things, uh, especially through this pandemic, because the world needs more stuff like this. Um, as a martial arts instructor and a Zen dude, I have to say that I absolutely love what these folks are doing. When I found this article, I just couldn't believe what I was reading. This is exactly what should be going on out there. We need more people finding out not only the benefits of training in the martial arts, but the unbelievable benefits of meditation and Zen and the training that leads to growth and awakening. Zen training is all about cutting through all of your own garbage and finding what is really there behind it all. And believe me, what is there is not what most of us think is there. <laughs> when I read this, I couldn't help but wonder what would happen if more people came to some of the essential teachings of Buddhism and then really integrated into their lives in a kind of more practical, more modern way. It's one thing to do things in a bubble, but a completely different thing to adapt it and make it yours. And that's what these people are doing. That's what Zen is all about. Say, if more people really started to practice compassion and loving kindness, imagine what the world would be like. It sure would not be worse. That much I can guarantee. And that's just compassion. And think about it. How many times in your day you could have dealt with something with compassion instead of the usual way? I know my, me myself, I'm really trying to change the way that I've done things in the past and introduce more kindness and more compassion. Just, not just for, you know, the obvious things, but for everything. The cool thing about Zen is whatever you want to call it, it's non-religious. You can be a Christian or Jewish or Hindu or even a Rastafarian. It doesn't matter. Believe what you want. But can you sit? Can you be kind? Can you cut through your own personal junk and delusions? And can you learn from your mistakes? 
Can you be less selfish? And can you become a better person and help others? Hmm. <laughs> if being like that isn't a move in the right direction for the future, I don't know what is. I think that we can all do it. I look at these guys bringing this to Spanish Harlem as present world bodhisattvas, beings who've dedicated themselves to the enlightenment of others, people who are truly trying to help people not just cope, but rise above. And that's awesome. Whether it is Zen or the martial arts, they have, it has to work. The things that we do have to be useful. It has to help people. And taking Zen and making it make sense to people who use it, regardless of where it is being done, that, that, that's key. You can't expect something that was developed in another time and in another place to make sense to everyday normal people. And not making it make sense to them, to, to us, in the days we find ourselves would be a real shame. These guys are in the trenches doing it. It's easy for us to stick to the old ways of doing things. I mean, think about the pandemic. There's so many people who are fighting against it just because they have to do things a little bit differently. But you do things a little bit differently to help others and you're changing the world. You just don't realize it. It's easy for us to stick to those old ways of doing things, the old terms, the whole woo-woo of things, but it is far better to make everyone able to benefit from things we know will make not just individual people better, but help the whole world. The world needs more people like those at peace on the street. The world needs people who want to help others. The world needs you listening to this right now to figure out what you can do to help the world and then do it. And I personally think this is of fundamental importance where we are right now in the world. I'll leave that with you. The question of the week. Dun, 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 dun. I'm feeling overwhelmed by life these days. What simple thing can I do to help? That is a very good question. It's a big question, but it is a very good question. It's an awesome question. I would start, honestly, where these folks at Peace on the Street have taken the reins and rode to. The most simple thing that you can do to help when you're overwhelmed is just sit. Just sit. Breathe. Get up. Find a quiet or somewhat quiet corner and sit. Just let go. Just be kind. Maybe it'll be 10 minutes. Maybe it'll be 5 minutes. Maybe it'll be half an hour. But sit. Breathe. Let go of everything. Watch what's going on internally and just let it go. Watch all of those thoughts. Watch all of those emotions and just let them drift. Just breathe. Learn to be the calm, compassionate center in your part of the universe. 
Learn to not worry. Just smile and just sit. I know that that sounds like a simple answer, but really, that has to be the first step when you're overwhelmed or any other day of your life. And believe me, it will make a huge difference. Try it and see for yourself. After that, I would say that the next step would be to cultivate compassion. And compassion for for yourself as well, but compassion for others. Throw away selfishness. It has no value. It's the cause of every crappy thing that has happened to you, to me, and to all of us. And if COVID has shown us anything, it should be that we are all in this together. Doesn't matter about countries, doesn't matter about where you live, doesn't matter. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. Stop thinking about your own little life. Don't be that idiot. And if we are all in this together, then guess what? Treat others with kindness, with compassion, and with understanding. Especially those who you, on your high horse, (laughs) who you don't think deserve it. Treat them with compassion. But then also everyone and everything else as well. Now you go and try to put that into practice. And it's hard. You're going to fail sometimes. You're going to succeed sometimes. But just keep trying. Throughout my day, to give you an example, what I'll do is I will just sit and take a few breaths and imagine sending compassion out from me. Just the feeling of it. And if you can do that more and more, what I've found is when the world or events come and rally against you, you're more often to treat those individuals or things or whatever with compassion. It doesn't mean you're not going to get upset. It doesn't mean you're not going to get aggravated. But what you'll do is you're going to let it go. You're maybe going to understand the rationale behind why people do all these stupid, selfish things. But you're just going to throw back understanding, compassion, and kindness. That's just the way it is. Isn't that a better way to live, honestly? Or we can just go through our lives really wanting and needing to throw punch people. <laughs> I know I have been there, but that's not the best way to be. Okay, so there you go. Maybe that's an easy answer. Maybe that's a difficult answer, but it's your answer. Now try to put it into practice and I will leave it with that. Let me know how it goes. Actually, let me know how things are going anytime. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Let me know if you have a question of the week. Let me know if you've got some ideas for a cool podcast or whatever else. I love hearing from you all. I, you know, 
as you well know, this is all free and I'm just throwing it out into the universe. And it's always nice to hear back from someone that I'm, you know, really doing something that resonates with them. Or maybe a podcast that I've done has actually helped and so on and so forth. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, if you haven't yet, it would help me out if you pick up a copy of my one of my books. You can find them on Amazon or you can look for them for your e-reader. You can find Warrior's Way podcast on Facebook. You can also find my martial arts school there. That's the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. Eek Academy of Martial Arts is also on Instagram, though I keep getting told I should probably have a Warrior's Way podcast Instagram at the very least, so who knows? Maybe I will. The other thing, because you are so cool, I know, you should run over and check out the Warrior's Way online training program at www.warriorsway.life. Put a lot of work into it, and I'm pretty proud of all the instructional videos that we have there. And I would love you to join, because that would be awesome. And it's just one more step on the path to making, you know, all of us a little bit better. And with that, I will talk to you next time. Train hard. Have fun. Be awesome. Think of others. This is a big, long list. Be compassionate. (laughs) And be a good friend. Take care of yourself.